Uh, I thought Mel Gibson was the bad guy. Yeah, he is the bad guy. Oh, I, I mean, I thought he was actually the bad guy. Oh, he yeah, probably is. <laughs> it's typecasting now. Uh, he's, got, he's gone from, you know, sexiest man alive to racist drunk who lives in Malibu. <laughs> hey, you know, everyone's got to have a hobby. <laughs> I guess we can start. Are you done? I'm 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 done ranting. <laughs> for <laughs> All now, right, cuz it's for now. Because it's Tuesday and uh it's 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 early in the AM and uh here we go. Uh another episode of On Taking Pictures. Episode 83. Mm. The as yet untitled <laughs> episode 83. <laughs> Unlike I, all the rest. Yeah, yeah, which I'm sure will be a doozy. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from FadedAndBlurred.com, and with me, uh, a little ranty this morning, fancy photographer Bill Wadman. I'm just getting antagonized. You're, you're poking me. How, what, what am I poking you? You're, you're, like, you're, like the, you're like the lion tamer with like a little thing you're jabbing. Like a stick. Yeah, like a stick. <laughs> hey, um, I, I sold my, uh, my Fuji. Yeah? To a listener. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, but I have to ship it to them after the holidays because they're going to be away for the holidays. But um, just want to say oh. thank you to everyone for sending that around. And um, So yeah. you get to keep using it for a while. No, it's sitting in a box <laughs> waiting to go. I put it in a box days ago. Can I borrow um, it for the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't think he'll mind. Um, yeah, so yeah, anyway, th- th- that's done. And, uh, and you know, I bought... Um, uh, hey, wait, uh, hold, before well, you launch into that. I know I was going to go somewhere else, but go ahead. Okay. I, I just wanted to thank you for this, uh, for this book, for this lovely book. Oh, I, I, I got you a lovely book. Yeah. It's the, the, uh, the, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm actually showing it to my monitor at, at the, as if you can see it, <laughs> I'm holding it up. <laughs> you're, you're waiting for the days when you're on the today show. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it, it is, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Johnny Ivy, the, the genius behind Apple's greatest products book by, uh, Leander Connie. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's lovely. <laughs> Bill, this, this book is unlike, <laughs> it's unlike any other book ever created. Yeah. Bill. Yeah. The, the paper was yeah. created from an angel's butt. Yeah. 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 Uh, on these pages, Bill, are letters, and these letters form words. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's and very these words inter- can change the world. They can, they really can. Uh, no, it's it's really interesting. Um, so far, I'm I'm really enjoying it. So thank you. Yeah, that. you're very welcome. I I heard it was a good book, and I it, know you're it, a big nut for that guy. So uh, I thought I'd hook yeah, you up. Yes, it will sit alongside uh, the Steve Jobs book on my bookshelf when I'm done. Okay, we'll have to let us know which ones uh, which ones better. Oh. I'll, I'll save it for the end. I, Rival. I, I, I want to know. Uh, yeah. Oof. That's a tough one. Hey, uh, I, so I ordered some prints from Elko, you know, my favorite place to, to order prints from. Sure. Uh, so uh, In one, New Jersey, right? In New Jersey. Um, one, so one of the people from my motion project wrote me and said, hey, you know, can I get a print? And I said, sure. And they wanted a bigger one that I could print here. So um, I said, okay, well, you know, send me X amount of dollars and, and I'll send it off to get done. This was last Wednesday. And um, so so I, I figured, you know, while I'm doing that, I should ask if anybody else wants anything. So I figured out there's a couple of people who wanted other stuff. So I put together these two orders, one order of 16 by 20s and then another order, which was their poster special 
for bigger prints. And that's uh, what, 30 by 40? 20 uh, by 30. 20 by 30 up 20 to 30. 30 by 60 they can do. So basically they could do 30 inches by whatever. So 20 by 30, 30 by 48, 30 by 60. Right, right. So I, I ordered a couple other prints, but you have to do those separately because the, the so-called uh, poster special is like a different thing in their ordering system. So I did two separate orders, and, and, and one of them shipped that same day, and I got it Thursday, the wow. 16 by 20s. Like, boom, they're at my house like 12 hours later. And they looked great, and everything's perfect, and I love those guys. But I hadn't heard about the posters and now it's, you know, it was Monday, so it was like four days later, which is long for them. You know, usually it's a day or two. Um, and so I sent him an email yesterday and, and just say, hey, uh, can you check on this for me? And it turns out that uh, the main person was off last Wednesday and the guy who was there merged those two together because he saw they were going to the same place. But somehow the second half never got printed. Oh. You know, so there was a clerical error at the place. So it was good that I checked, you know. I love these guys so much and they've never screwed up on me before. And this is a minor thing. It's not like there was like huge, you know, deadline date wise. Right. Um, that, that I was just like, it was just, it kind of made me laugh. I was just like, you know, good thing I'm keeping up on you guys, but I gotta say unbelievable quality for the price, you know, and, and this is not a endorsement from a sponsorship or anything. You know, I just like these guys. Right. And somebody else wrote in saying they ordered a bunch of stuff from them on the Google plus group and we're saying great things. So anyway, if you need prints, give them a shot. Elko. Do, do they do, uh, can you do panos that big? Like, could you do a 30 by 96 or a 30 by 120 or something? Uh, you know what? Good question. I mean, I think that they can, uh, they could probably do longer than 60. They probably just don't, you know, say it. Cause right. when you call up, they, they'll tell you anything. You need a pretty high res file to do a pano that's 30 by 90. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to do like a composite or something. Yeah. 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 But if you did, sure. Yeah. I'm sure you could. And they can mm -hmm. do even bigger stuff. They can do stuff by the square foot on some mm -hmm. kind of crazy, like flatbed cannon light jet thing or something. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. know what it mm -hmm. is. So you can go even bigger than that there. And they just charge by the square foot, which I think is genius. It's like, it's like ordering tile, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the little lab by me, uh, Metro, that's how they do it. They've got a big cannon 48 inch wide printer and they charge by the square foot. Yeah. So anyway, uh, just kind of, uh, cool stuff. So Elko, um, so where, where do you want to start? Do you want to, you want to start with the light thing? Sure. Okay. So, you know, you're itching to, well, last week I mentioned, um, that I, that I had to shoot the, the prior week where I shot a speed light through a little umbrella, but then later in the shoot, because of just how I had things set up, I also had like an alien B there with me. And I ended up putting the alien B in for the speed light with the same umbrella and that the light looked really different. And, uh, uh, I, I sort of half promised that I was going to do a little comparison of, of just a bunch of different of those two is actually what I was originally going to do. So last night I sat Conrad down and, uh, had her take a whiteboard and I just shot her with, uh, I got an Einstein, uh, the other day, which I can talk about in a minute. Uh, one of the Paul Buff uh, monolights. And um, I used that and this umbrella, and I used a speed light and the same umbrella. Um, I shot through the umbrella. I shot into the umbrella, like, you know, turn it around. I did a softbox with and without a grid on the Einstein. I did a beauty dish with and without a grid with a sock. Uh, I did a small little 16-inch softbox on a small speed light, all from about two feet away, uh, 
and then put a color chart on the wall so that when I brought them all into um, Lightroom, I could uh, uh, just click on the the gray to sort of white balance across the thing. Um, so just super simple setup. This is not scientific in any way because I did it as scientific as you can get without just it becoming dry and academic and boring. Um, and, and what I said in the post was that, you know what, there's, yeah, there are differences between these things, but they're not that great. You know, there, there's an umbrella. Okay. Shoot through and there's a softbox. Okay. Do they look different? Yeah. I mean, they look different. You're not going to put them next to each other and say they're identical, but if you took away the labels, would anybody be able to tell you which was which and, and which was a speed light and which was a thing? I don't know that somebody could. Um, it's they're soft light, and yeah, sometimes the shadows are a little harder or a little less filled in on the other side and whatever. But like, okay, so you use a reflector in that instance. Um, but I think it's a good example of how people who think, oh, you know, if I just get this X modifier, it's going to change my pictures. I, I don't think that that's true. Um, I think that soft light is soft light. I think hard light is hard light. And I think everything in between is gray and percentage points difference in overall like look and stuff. And, and that a cheap speed light when color corrected correctly through a shoot through umbrella looks pretty darn good. And, and certainly in a final picture, no one would be able to tell that it wasn't a $5,000 light. That's all I was saying. Uh... Go ahead. Disagree with me. I disagree with you. Okay. Uh, I, no one is going to be able to tell a speed light from a $5,000 light. If that's the case, then why would anybody buy a $5,000 light? Um, well, I think there's lots of reasons to buy expensive lights. Um, would, shouldn't the first of those reasons be because it looks better? Um, I mean, if, if yeah, all but things I don't, be equal, I, I, I shouldn't think, that be the reason? Yeah, but I don't think that that necessarily plays out. Certainly between, look, I, I've owned Alien Bees and I've owned White Lightning and I've owned Profoto and I've shot with giant Profoto kits in studios. And are the Profoto kits nice? Sure. They cost 10 times as much? Yeah. Um, is the light 10 times better? No. Is it twice as good? No. Is it 20% better? Maybe because the reflectors are kind of nice on the on the Profotos and, you know. But is is there a different in the difference in the final picture? Nah, you can make all of it. You know, there's a difference between speed lights and plug-in lights. Just because you could argue that the the plug-in lights are a much larger flash surface, you know, or the, or even even when they're using a reflector, that's a much larger. That's a seven-inch circle versus just a little spot of light on on a on a, a speed light. But this is not, you know, the the reason why people buy expensive lighting kits is like. Um, uh, durability and uh, you know you buy pro photo so that when you go to a new town and your head blows out you can rent one because everyone rents pro photo um, you know and they last forever and they uh, you know they look good to clients sure um, uh, there's you know there's lots of reasons to do that but I don't think that the the light from this Einstein that I just bought and the light from my twenty five hundred dollar pro photo I used to have. I sold the pro photo cause I didn't, it didn't do as much for me. It wasn't worth the money, you know? So, you know, people disagree with me or there people who are super anal about this stuff. But I think when it comes down to looking at the final pictures of somebody, what they use to make this stuff is, is largely irrelevant with lighting with flashes. Um, 
you know, I, I there are times when I like plug in stuff and this Einstein I just bought and I bought one of those little vagabond uh, power battery things. Right, right. Which is, by the way, really cool. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, it's really small. It's really light. That that uh, that vagabond and the Einstein head weigh half what the Profoto Acute that I used to have did, and it's more powerful. You know, it puts out more light, and it will get more pops on a battery charge, and it's half the weight and one-third the price. You know? It's like, okay, well... Yeah, I mean, oh, the other thing people buy really big expensive flashes for generally is the speed of them. So like certain pro photos and certain bronze colors uh have a very very fast flash duration. So if you're shooting still life stuff of water and that kind of thing, um you need a really fast flash duration. Supposedly this Einstein in its speed mode is is incredibly fast too, like stop stuff in midair. So uh, I, I haven't tried it cause I don't generally shoot that kind of stuff, but I was thinking of doing it just to play around. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else do you have to say about it? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at like the, I'm, I'm going back and forth between the speed light and the Einstein <clears throat> on a shoot through umbrella. Yep. And there's a, there's a different quality of light period. Yes, but it's it- not just brighter. It's a different quality of light. Well, it's a different quality. Of, I think mostly because, okay, the Einstein, if you notice, has has like the dome over the flash. So that flat that light is going all the way to the edges of that umbrella, right? And bouncing off the ceiling, by the way, and around yeah. the room because I didn't have a reflector on there. Had I had a reflector on there, it probably would have even been a, a more accurate uh, depiction of what I was what – what the difference is. But the, the thing is, is that the one with the um, – just the umbrella going through, it's still nice, soft light on Heather's face, you know? And that's oh, ultimately not, what you're yeah, going for. I'm not saying that it's that it's not soft light, but saying that there's no difference is no, just I, ridiculous. I'm not saying that there is no difference. I'm just saying the differences are 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 changeable by all you know, put a reflector on the other side and a white card on the other side, and you could have it look almost identical. If I slid the one uh, with the speed light around a little bit around the face so it gets a little bit more on the other side of her face, that would make a difference. Uh, I'm just saying that any of these tools could do most of these jobs depending on how you use them. And that that, that it's not this is not uh, the kind of thing where a piece of gear changes everything, changes the picture. You know, in, in a in a huge great way, um, I could use any of these to do what I do, and and they would be equally good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That any of these tools are perfectly good, and you know, is it is it nice sometimes? Like I had to shoot yesterday. I shot um, some corporate headshot thing, and I had to go and I had to shoot two people. Now, could I have done it with speed lights? Sure. Um, I was actually worried just that my batteries would start to run down if I was shooting two people too long, you know, uh, on, on a, using a speed light. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I brought at the time an alien B cause I hadn't gotten my Einstein yet. I brought an alien B with me and, and a slightly larger, uh, umbrella, like a 46 inch. Um, cause I had somebody carry, helping me carry this stuff and you know, it's fine when you have somebody else carrying this stuff with you, but like I have a bad back. I can't carry like things on both shoulders and rolling a cart and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so in those in- instances, is is a, a, a speed light fine? That picture of Seth Godin that everyone thought was so good, that's a speed light. Right. You can do a 36-inch 30, speed soft lighter. You know what I mean? 
That's not a fancy setup. That's a that's a three hundred dollar lighting setup. Okay, which which then if if you can get that result, and I think personally, I think that's one of the best portraits I've seen you take. Okay, I, I love that that photo. Thank you. If if you can get that result, then why spend nearly a grand on the Einstein? And the Vagabond. Because uh, sometimes you need uh, more light. Sometimes you're shooting outside. Speed lights are not that powerful. In, in, in his offices... Don't, don't tell Joe McNally that. Well, okay, yeah. But Joe McNally brings 45 different speed lights <laughs> with him and gangs them all together. Um, but you see what I'm saying? Like, there, there, sure, yeah. there are reasons to use a, a big strobe. Um, is there a consistency issue? I mean, I mentioned in the, in the post that, um, you know, once I brought these in and, and sort of equalize them as well as I could for white balance, the white balance, the, the temperatures of the different colors for the Einstein, depending on what modifier I had was 6,000, 5,950, 5,250, 5,100, 5,500, 5,000, like a difference of a thousand degrees, depending on what modifier I used and how white it was, you know? Um, I, I have heard also that, that it's one of the reasons that even within the line that people go to white lightning over alien B because they're they're more consistent. Uh, yeah, but th- this difference is was because of the modifiers, not because okay. of, oh, not I because see. of the light. And I even see. then, the, the, I've never had a problem with white balance shifting too much in my LMBs. Like I never noticed it as like a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and the Einstein's supposed to be really really great at that. Like you know, within fifty degrees, no matter how you shoot it. You know. Wow. Wow. Um, cool. And the, but the speed light was 6,600, 6,900, 7,500. Like the mm. light was way different um, than – it's not like I put it on flash on like daylight and it just worked. Like right. it was way off. Um, now, it's a cheap you know $120 speed light. But the point is that you can't just shoot JPEG and stick your white balance on daylight or flash and have it work. Right. You know? Like, okay. <clears throat> um, use a gray card and then you'll know. But once you do that, the color of the light is, eh, you know, it's fine, you know. And Heather has difficult skin to get right because she's very pale and very sort of, you know. um, So anyway, I just – it's an interesting thing. I'm not saying that they're identical. I'm just saying that any of them could work fine. And if what you have is an umbrella, shoot the umbrella. Buying a softbox is not going to change your world. Buying an Einstein is not going to change your world, you know. There are reasons to get them, but it's – this is not like you can't do it without it. Sure. Okay. Um, and that, that's the point I was trying to make. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Um, I did not get the results that I thought that I would get, although I kind of did in the sense that the, the bigger flash is, is unless you're using a reflector shooting off in all directions. So it's filling that umbrella much more. So it ends up acting like sort of a larger umbrella than it is. You know, where when you're shooting the speed light, even at Relative its widest to the speed light, right? Because yeah. the speed light is even if it is widest setting, is not going all the way out to the edge of that umbrella because the umbrella is not far enough away for it to get into the cone of light. You know, mm-hmm. so you're mm-hmm. getting sort of a smaller, soft thing. But this is you know minor stuff in the grand scheme of things. Anyway, just interesting. Uh, put it out there, uh, so you know people can argue with me, and I'm sure they will. Yeah. Um. You know, you know, Carl's <laughs> going to jump in on this. I'm sure he will, and I will. I will discuss it with Carl too. Um, 
you know, but I think that if Carl was on a desert island and somebody said, you have to shoot this thing and we have a gun to your head and all you have are four speed lights and diffusion panels, I'm sure Carl could make it work because he's a really good photographer. And I think that's what it comes down to. Sure. Is that, yeah, are there tools that make your life easier? Yes. Are there things that are more consistent? Yes. Will the end product be that different as long as you can, you know, oh, oh, this one was a little darker than the last one or a little bit more red. Oh, I can fix that if I have to after the fact, you know, um, it's not like you're driving. One is a Toyota and one's a Maserati, you know? Sure. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, photo books. You want to talk about that for well, okay. Uh, I didn't put this in the notes, but uh, Time. Um, the magazine. The magazine, okay. yes. Uh, released their, their uh, or, or roundup of their favorite photo books of 2013. Okay. Um, oh, we should which, put that in the show notes. Yeah, here's the, here's the thing. There's the link. There you go. Um, and, and there are some really, really nice books in here. Uh, I, I tweeted about it saying that I, I'm adding several of them to my Amazon wish list because there are some just really beautiful books in here. And I, I wanted to, one of the things that we wanted to start doing on Faded and Blurred is, is help promote those photographers that are self-publishing their own books, like uh, uh, a friend of the show, Terry Schmidbauer and his book Intervals, um, which is, is a, a- Go ahead. Blurb book that you can order. What were you going to say? I'm sorry, I cut Wait, you. Is off. that the one that you you? What did you write the uh, opening for? The the forward. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's his the book. one. Interface. Okay. Yes. Um, but it, it seems like there are a number of photographers that are uh, self publishing photo books, either for self promotion or to sell on their websites. And uh, this is something that that we would like to start promoting on the site. So if you, if you're out there and you've listening to the show and you've self-published a book, uh, let me know about it. Either podcast at, at on taking pictures or, or, uh, Jeffrey at faded and blurred, um, or info at faded and blurred, whatever you want. Uh, let me know about it. Cause I'd, I'd like to see what you've got and, and, uh, and help, help spread the word on some of these. Cause I, I think that there is just some really fantastic work being done. And because there's so much of it, it's hard to get eyes on, on, on these things sometimes. Uh, yeah, there, you know what? There are a lot of these things. I remember years ago, and I was talking to a guy, a photographer, and he had a photo book, which at the time, which still might be, was the best-selling photo book of all time. Mm. And it sold, I think the number he told me was like 25,000 copies. That's a lot. That's a big run. Right. That's huge for yeah. a photo book. Yeah. Which, you know, um, that's 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 gigantic. For yeah. A, yeah, it was it was a monster book. And but think about it. The best one of all time. Twenty five thousand. Yeah. You know, uh, which in the grand scheme of there are eight billion, you know, seven and a half billion people in the world is not all that many. Uh, I, I spoke to the head of the of the uh, the gallery that represents Fred Herzog. Yep. And they were he was telling me about a run that they were doing of of this latest Herzog book. And they said it was a large run for them. And it was like. 7,500 copies or something, 8,500 copies. It wasn't a lot. And that was a large run, right? It's the Tom Waits uh, and Don Corbin. And Don Corbin. Book uh, was, I think, 6,600 copies. Yeah. Because they were making a point that it was, you know, know, a very specific run. Right. Um, I I, I bring this up only to say that uh, it is that that books – 
photo books, it's nice now that we can do print on demand because without print on demand, it gets really uh, tricky. Yes. You know. Well, and blurb the quality. I mean, I, the quality is fantastic on it, but blurb books are expensive. Um, they are. Uh, we found a source called Lightning Source. Okay. And it is it's print on depend on demand, uh, but a lot lower cost, and they interface with uh, with Amazon. Okay. So you can either print on demand, or you can print you know a hundred copies. And send have those sent to Amazon so they can be dispatched from Amazon. Have we have we printed from there to see what how good they are? Uh, no, I've I've read reports about how it looks, and I've I've read reviews of books that have been printed by them, and I keep forgetting to. It, I should put that back on my list. I think we need to order a book or two and and make a book or two and just see. You yeah, know, before I've, you and I give it any sort of endorsement. Right. right. I mean, I've got chill laid out. Uh, to be oh, printed you just here. Send that over. Yeah, and I mean, for a ninety-four page color book, yeah. I think it was uh, seven by ten inches. Hardcover. Hardcover. Okay. It was going to be like I don't know, seven bucks, eight bucks a copy, oh, something cheap. like that. Yeah, I and mean, uh, it was not expensive. Yeah, because I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I just ordered. I needed a new sort of little portfolio booky thing to show some people next sure. month at a group that I'm going to speak to. And so I sent, uh, I did a, a book in, uh, in, um, using the book section of, um, of, uh, uh um, Lightroom. You know, I, I made a new book. Oh, and okay. Was, the book module, yeah, or the print thir- module, 30 something pages with their high end premium luster paper, and hardcover, image wrap, cover, whatever. Yeah, it was like 80-something dollars for like 36 pages, I think it was. Hmm. So it's expensive, definitely. Um, and then if you say say I, say I it's really great and I like it and I want to sell it, you know, I, I would then add a price on top of that, like whatever my profit would be. So even if I add 20 bucks, it's already a $100 book for 36 pages. Right. Um the, the the way to to do the photo books for real is to have them printed you know invest the money to print a thousand of them you know uh at, at which point you could get a really nice photo book if you're ordering a thousand of them from these print shops in Europe or Singapore or whatever it is or Korea for twenty two twenty five dollars a piece you know but then you're then you're buying you're putting down 22 grand and assuming that you're going to sell enough to pay that back. Um, I remember I saw a woman speak at a, uh, at a, at a salon thing that I went to once and she was showing off her book that she just had printed or whatever it is. And the pictures were fine and good and everything like that, but there's no way that she was going to sell a thousand of them. And it kind of made me think, okay, this is fine, but she obviously has money so that this can be a vanity project, you know? I think that's the problem with not doing printing on demand is that a lot of people get stuck with a whole lot of extra stuff, you know? Right. Right. Even you guys, when you actually, you had a few extra t-shirts, remember in the end you ended up with some extra t-shirts. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, to, to imagine what the demand's going to be for something that has no. Sure. You have no idea, you know? Yeah. And, and you don't want to keep a bunch of stock on hand. No. If you can help it. No. You know, I, in fact, I, I will make it a point to, to order a sample from Lightning Source. And if it, 
if it works and if it's as good as a, uh, I've, I've read that it is, I think that would be a great resource to, uh, to get some, some things printed. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give them a shot too. Uh, we'll, we'll see how they go. Okay. Um, you know, that kind of makes me question, what about, uh, what about funding projects? How do, how, do, how do you feel about that? I've got mixed feelings about it, to be honest with you. I mean, when, when somebody like, you know, Spike Lee, who arguably has millions of dollars or, or, or uh, what's the guy from Scrubs? Uh, that would be, oh, what is that guy's name? I always forget his name. Yeah, that guy. Anyway, that guy, who I think is a, is a really good director. Garden State, I, I really loved. Um, but when Zach people Braff. That, Zach Braff, right. When, when people that, have, that already have access to millions of dollars, potentially, yep. use, use you know, Indiegogo or Kickstarter, that, that's just, off, it feels off to me. It's like, you guys, you've got resources that the people that are needing this resource probably don't have access to. The devil's advocate position on that would be, you know, never, they always say never put your own money in to this kind of stuff. And that if they can get people to, if Zach Braff can get people to give him enough money to make Garden State 2, why shouldn't he do that? Because there's a finite amount of money. Okay, but to, if these to, people to, are going to, use, to they're going to go see his, they're going to watch his movie eventually. Sure. So they're going to pay twice. They're going to pay to get it produced, and then they're going to pay to go watch it. I, I tend to agree with you. I'm just, I'm just arguing that if people are willing to do it, then it's a free market. I, I do think, though, that those kinds of big budget things end up overshadowing the people who could really use the cash. Yes. Yep. Um, yes. There, there was that guy uh, who came and interviewed me uh, for his the Make Do documentary, the Brian Frank guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and we ended up, um, we, you know, he ended up coming out here, but we ended up kind of pimping it on the show a little bit. And I don't know who know, maybe some of the people on the show listened and gave him 10 bucks or whatever, but I think he was trying to raise what four, 4,000, 5,000 bucks to, to go do this thing. Something Um, like that. And, and he got the money and, and he's doing it. So that's, you know, that's a great example. Um, sometimes I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on plans to, do this series like towards the end of December and there's lots of things I could use money for, you know, I, I would love to, uh, I would love to be able to pay the people involved, Mm -hmm. even, even a, uh, you know, this is just for me for portfolio stuff, for an experiment for, for a art series. I can't spend $15,000 on hiring people at, you know, their day rates to, to spend a couple days with me to do the stuff. But I would love to be able to give them something just to say, look, I appreciate the fact that you're working on this with me. You know, here's a few hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is that reasonable for me to to go on Kickstarter and see if I could get money? I don't know. I, I, I don't know where I fall on stuff like that. I, Neither I, do I, I. I. I think that I, – I don't know. I don't know. I'm having a tough time with that because I think that there there has to be – some investment, you know, it kind of goes back to last week's show about, about kind of going all in on yourself and what that means to you. Um, so you're saying that Zach Braff or me should spend my own money to invest in that because if I don't, it somehow doesn't mean enough? I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying exactly what I said. I don't know where I come down on it. Okay. But I mean, is that like one of the positions, one of the possible positions? I, th- I think, 
Yeah. I mean, if you're investing your own resources, it seems to me that you've got more of a horse in the race. Uh, okay. You know, there, there, there's, there's more riding on it. So you don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's not as much of a tendency to just go, oh, well, that didn't work. Sorry, guys. You could also argue, though, that, that with the risk going up, you tend to do more safe work because it's more likely that you'll make back the money you risked. Sure. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so again, that's, that's, that's all part of why I don't know where I come down on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a great resource, and I think that there have, have been uh, some worthwhile projects, interesting projects, exciting projects that have been sort of crowdsourced and funded. Uh, I just don't know where I stand on it yet. Yeah. I mean, would I love people to, to help me fund some sort of project? Yes. But I would, I feel like the project has to be worthy of their involvement, not just a t-shirt or behind the scenes access to the making of. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I did that, I would probably end up selling in advance prints from the final stuff. So, you know, you give me a couple hundred bucks and you'll end up buying this print that you would have spent $200 for later anyway, just sort of like pre-selling, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not saying that that is the way to go or that that's even interesting. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. It's tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Cause it's, you, it's, you don't want to be a jerk and be the guy who's always asking for money from everyone. Sure. But at the same time, if you don't have a lot of money, if you're just starting out or, you know, if you live in an expensive place and don't make a ton of money, uh, the idea of, you know, the idea of, for of some people of spending $10,000 is, is inconceivable. Or mm-hmm. I'm not going $10,000 in debt on my credit card so that I could most likely never get it back. You know? Um, yeah, we, we hear about the success stories. We don't hear about the failures. Yeah. There's, a, there's, there's this risk reward. There's, there's you know, you, you have to consider your, your return on investments and things like that. One of the, the sites that I, I go to, um, these guys, uh, they help entrepreneurs start their businesses and, and get them, get them running primarily online businesses. Uh, one of the founders moved to Mexico for a year so he could live really inexpensively and pour what money he had into building this project. Okay. What was the project? Just uh, I'd rather not say, okay. Cause I don't, I don't know if they, they, I, I, I'm sure they, they don't mind the story out there, but anyway, it's, it's porn. Uh, yeah, right. No, uh, <laughs> it's, you know what? No, I'll just tell you. It's, uh, it's, it's the podcast is called the fizzle show. They've just changed their name to Sparkline. Okay. Um, and you know, hopefully that's cool saying that. I'm, I don't know why it wouldn't be cause they talk about it in their material. Um, but it was, it was, a a big risk to say, look, I'm going to go down and, and live as inexpensively as I can. So I can put all of my time and effort into doing this. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, you, you've got to weigh out how much it's worth to you. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You know, um, and, and why are you doing it? So I tell you, some people say though, that, you know, if, if, if it's interesting because you also have the question of whether or not, uh, doing investing in yourself is, is sort of the dumb business move too. You know, this is sort mm-hmm. of the art versus business angle. You know, right, right. Uh, yeah, you can you can do this amazingly creative project, but 
you still need to eat and pay bills. And if exactly. there's no monetization from it, then what do you do? Hey, so if somebody on Kickstarter wants to give you a few thousand dollars, you're a chump not taking it. Uh, or, or sure, or, you could you know argue what? that you, you gotta you gotta play every angle. So if that's an angle, like why wouldn't you use it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's oh it's a tough one. I have a it problem is. with this all the time. That's yeah. why mostly I try to do projects that don't actually cost me much or anything other than time and you know energy and and work to to make happen. Mm-hmm. Like when I did when I did my book for three sixty five portraits, I sold I don't know like a thousand copies. Um. But, but, um, you know, I just, I put that together like a year after I finished the project and did it on blurb and like, you can still go buy it now. You mm-hmm. know, I think it's like a hundred dollars or something and it's 300 pages, you know, so it's a pretty substantial book. Um, so I don't know. It's just, there's, there's, uh, it, I didn't want to ask people for money. I felt like that was, um, not insincere. Just it felt a little too, I don't know, uh, uh, patent medicine salesman to me. Hmm. Okay. But then again, I've never been good at at selling myself. I can talk to people. I can sell people on things. I just can't sell them on me because I don't. It feels icky doing it. You know. I don't know. There's something about it that I just haven't quite gotten my head around. Why right. it bothers me that much. But uh, anyway, it's interesting stuff. Um, hey, uh, just as an aside, sure. I forgot to mention um, Adobe has has opened up the that photography bundle. I saw that. So you that. get Photoshop CC and Lightroom for ten bucks a month to everyone, regardless of whether or not you have ever owned. Which an is Adobe precisely product. what they should have done. It's what they place. should have done. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's still time have. limited. It's. I think it ends December second or third or something like now, that. Which is once lame. you get in, is that just for the first year, and then next year it's going to go up to twenty dollars a month? The way I understand it is that's locked in. That's it. Just once just you do this if, for the rest of time for one hundred twenty bucks a year, you get Photoshop and Lightroom. That is the way I understand it. That's if a good I'm deal. wrong, please let me know. But I, I that's the way I read it. Uh, if that's true, that's a really good deal. Sure. It's going to cost you more than that just for the Photoshop upgrade every, what would have been every 18 months and the Lightroom upgrade. It's going to cost you more than 120 bucks for those. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, there's something about it though that's still sort of, uh, I mean, I know we talked about this a billion times, but it, right. it really does kind of make me uncomfortable. I, Software okay. as a service makes me uncomfortable and I don't yeah. know why. If they were just, <clears throat> if they were to say, look, it's, it's 120 bucks a year. There's a one-year minimum. You have to pay for the whole year in advance, okay? And then next year, if you decide you don't want to continue, fine. You get to keep whatever version you have. Right. You yeah. don't get any new features. You don't get any new stuff. And if you then decide, oh, well, I want to do this, then you have to pay for the full year in advance again. Yep. You can't just go, well, then I'll do another month and, and get the updates. No. You have to pay a year in advance. I... I don't, I don't know that that will ever happen. <laughs> no. Uh, On the other side of it, uh, and I know you're not a big fan of this, of this app. Not, not that you're not a big fan of it. You're just doing, Pixelmator was updated. Yep. And I got to tell you, for 15 bucks, it's an amazing piece of software. Oh, I'm sure it is, yeah. They've added layer styles, uh, which was kind of the, the, the big request that everybody wanted. Um, it will 
open Photoshop documents, um, not any Photoshop documents. So there, there are right. some things that it, that it's still having a difficult time with, but as I said, for 15 bucks, yeah, if, it is, if, if you live in a place, you know, if you, if you live in some really poor country and can never afford Photoshop, but want to be able to buy your software. Yeah. I'm sure this, you could do everything you could do with Photoshop, but if you're, my thing is okay. just that if you're used I to using what disagree with that completely. Okay, that's, what were you going to say? If, if you live in a poor country, no, that's I'm just the saying, only reason I'm, you would I'm, buy this? No, no, no. I'm saying if 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 you want Photoshop, but you could never afford Photoshop, but you know it, that that like this is fine. And sure, yeah, you could you could use this if you're here. the The problem is, Jeffrey, is that if you go and you work someplace, or you're working with other people who are all using one piece of software. It's like, it's like people who use pages and then they go into a place where everyone uses word and it's like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's, there are, there are standards in industries for a reason. Sure. But you're assuming that everyone that, that makes the assumption that everyone is, is doing this professionally and sharing their files. Uh, And I think that's a very small percentage of people that take photographs. uh, True. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that this could work for, uh, for me, if I really wanted to learn how it's different from what I've been using for 10 years. Mm -hmm. But that to me, it's, I know what my tools do and it's worth for me to buy certain tools, you know, could it be that this is better than Photoshop? Yeah, could be. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what I'll do? I'll tell you what this week I will buy Pixelmator and I will edit photos with it. How about that? I think there's a trial. You don't even have to buy it. I don't. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll even buy it. How much? 15 bucks. Yeah. All right. I will buy it for 15 bucks and then, uh, we will see it's $29, 30 bucks. Um, is no, it really that's from the app store from the app store it says twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, they had a, they had a special. Uh, I should have bought it during the special. Uh, I'm not saying that this can't do everything, almost everything that Photoshop can do, you know? Yeah. But I'm just saying that like there are, you know, people get used to certain tools and that's not to say that's right or wrong, but there's nothing inherently bad about that. Right. No, 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 there's not. No, no. Uh, I look. There are some amazing things you can do with Photoshop Elements, uh, which has been improved yeah. dramatically from version to version. And you know what? I mean, as much as people complain about it, and yes, it is expensive. Although apparently now a lot less expensive. Yes, Photoshop is still an incredibly amazing piece of software. Absolutely, yeah, it is. Uh, and l- people like to piss on it and stuff, but like, oh, it has all these things that I don't use. Well, you know what? Somebody uses them, <laughs> and. You know, Photoshop never crashes on me. I mean, maybe once a year. You know what I mean? Something really weird happens. Yeah, like, you know, I... <sighs> you having problems I, with it? No, I, I don't think I've experienced stability issues <coughs> since they went to the CS moniker. Yeah. Like Photoshop 7, I remember having some stability issues on the Mac. Okay. But, but CS has has as far as i remember has always been pretty solid yeah and so there's you know i look at that kind of stuff and i go you know what like the idea that things are going to crash or do i know that pixelmator is going to be around next year i don't i know right. that adobe's going to no, be around absolutely. next year so absolutely. there there are a lot of reasons to use it that go beyond the price or you know 
whatever else. Absolutely. My point, I, I, my point about the money before was just that if you can't afford Photoshop, I'm sure you could do almost everything Photoshop can do in here. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so for people who don't have money, great, you know. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the gap widens when you're in a uh, – when you're using it in a professional capacity. Uh, yes, yeah. And that's, that's where, you, to your point, standards become increasingly important. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, think that, I think that that is – that's where – for me, that's why I would never I, – I couldn't move to something else. You know, plus I like the integration with Lightroom, you know, which I'll is be also, honest with you. I wish they still made freehand. Uh, I liked freehand better than illustrator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just like the way the handles worked. Mm-hmm. The Beziers were nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We just really nerded out there. <laughs> that was, ugh. <laughs> what was that? We now return to our regularly scheduled program. Hey, did you see this picture that, um, uh, well, you know what? Let's wait. Let's take a break because we're 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 way over and we got two ads today. So let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about Shutterstock. Shutterstock. Um, they're the the people with the photos, right? Um, I think that they have. Wait, I'm gonna look for videos today. Give me give me give me something. Give me something. Footage. Uh, okay. Uh, let's uh, let's talk <clears throat> about um, uh, old cars. Old cars. Because this is gonna play into the next segment. See, I'm foreshadowing. Oh, okay. Dun, um, dun, dun. Hey, speaking of foreshadowing, yeah, I, I mentioned last week that uh, I still had my copy of of Tale of Two Cities uh, with all of the the notes and foreshadowings, yeah, scribbled into the margins. And uh, Freddie Clark wrote in, called uh, you out on it, called me out on it. Yeah, was was surprised that it was written before I graduated. So thanks, Freddie. Yeah. Well, it was <laughs> written before you graduated. You just couldn't get a printed copy before you. <laughs> I could just discuss with Dickens. Shutterstock.com, where you'll find how many images are there now? Because 28 million is incorrect. 30, over 30. Over 30 Uh, million. But uh, almost 4,400 clips, video clips of of old old cars. cars. Yeah, classic cars. But uh, you could, yeah, you could could do classic or vintage or, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. 50s cars, maybe. Um, 50s cars there you go uh 30 million images stock photos vectors illustrations and over a million video clips start your search at shutterstock.com to find that perfect image for your website ad publication or other creative project uh shutterstock.com gives you a global image collection you can find images from across the world to suit your to suit your project uh choose between image packs monthly subscription packages choose whichever fits your need you never have to compromise if you need a big image you can download the super high res they don't nickel and dime you uh and they've they add over 20,000 new images each day 12,000 new videos each week uh, and it's more affordable than you think uh, you know uh, what Sh- shutterstock should do a short film contest they should do a, a contest of just combinations mashups of their footage. yes you have to you, you you have to use something on their site do a short film contest and then give away like you Wait, know something or everything in the in the movie has to be just stock footage everything has to tell a story yeah. using only stock footage that's a good idea we should pitch that to them and and then and then you know give away you know prizes like you know give away a a, a black magic get black magic in on it give away a black magic cinema cam or a pocket cam. Uh, we, we I just like to point out that Jeffrey is just riffing right now. This does not exist yet. No, but it doesn't gonna, exist yet. We're going to work on it. Oh, you know it would be a good idea. That is a good idea. Actually, write that down. 
All right. All right. Uh, you can easily share and curate your pictures via light boxes. So you can be like, oh, I like this picture that Jeffrey pulled. And I like this picture. And, and, and oh, this picture I found is much better than the ones Jeffrey just found. That kind of thing. You can have these light boxes. You can share them between each other. Uh, and, and, and you can even, there's an iPad app to do this. So you can sit down on your couch with your iPad and, and search through images and put them in light boxes. And there's enhanced license access to, to do a print run for swag for a trade show. Uh, you can get an enhanced license for an image. They have, uh, libraries of, of vectors and icons and infographic templates and video clips. If you need any of that stuff, uh, you need help 24 hour support during the week. Again, these people do not sleep. You have a dedicated account rep. So sign up for a free browse account. Go to Shutterstock.com. You don't need a credit card. And when you find the images you like and decide to purchase, use the offer code PICTURES1113 and you'll get 25%. That's one quarter off. Uh, 25% off with uh, PICTURES1113. Uh, Sorry. What? <laughs> I just think this would be a cool idea. <laughs> I think I think you should do this. This is let's, good. Do we, let's talk to them. All right. We're, we'll get Hattie on the case. Is that is that fair enough? That's fair. All right, make Shutterstock. Make, make a note. Like an OTP Shutterstock contest. Okay. I'm all for that. That would be awesome. All right, can now can I can I bring in the reason why I mentioned the old cars? It wasn't for Shutterstock. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Right. Sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it, it wasn't for Shutterstock. <laughs> so this is a dorky thing that that uh, Conrad showed me the other day. So apparently Back in 1964, in the summer of 1964, during uh, the Beatles' uh, first trip to the United States. Yeah. Man, that was a good show. <laughs> you still had your hearing back then? Uh, d- d- uh, they came to visit. They were in a car, and these five teenagers were driving around, and they knew... Um, they were looking for the Beatles and the Beatles ended up driving up next to them in their limo. And Ringo apparently like pulled down, pulled down the window and made some comment to them, asked them like, Hey, you guys like the Beatles or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And took a picture of these six people in this car, like across, across, you know, right across from him. Sure. And it ended up being in the middle. Ringo has put out this is a genius press move, by the way, by his oh, PR yeah. agency. Yeah. Um, they they went uh, and put this picture in the middle of his new photo book because Ringo put out a book of his photos. And uh, they put out this picture in the middle of the book, and they put a thing in the USA Today and all like press release looking for the people in this car, mm. these kids, and they found them. Five out of six of them are still alive. And they flew them to New York, and they uh, they took their picture in a similar car and had them meet Ringo and stuff on the Today Show. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, you know, it's just kind of neat that you know uh, that that you know years later, uh, Ringo is putting out a photo book and putting us all out of business. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can buy it on Blurb for $42,000. You know what is interesting, though, is that he said in an interview I saw about this that he's, they were just like, oh, it's such a wonderful picture. I never knew you were such a wonderful photographer. He was like, no, this is, this, he goes, this is a great picture, but it just happens to be a great picture. <laughs> he's just like, right. you know, right. this was a really good one. You know, it, he wasn't like, oh, thank you, you know, liver and blah, blah, blah. He was, it was, hey, wait, yeah. I got lucky on how this did, one. How, how, 
I, how, I, how, do, how does Ringo sound? I, I can't do the Liverpudlian accent. <laughs> we'll find some, somebody will write oh, in and do the Liverpudlian oh, that's accent. So, that's <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Enough out of you and your bad attitude. Oh, that's great. <laughs> It's almost as bad as my Johnny Ivy. Uh, <laughs> it's worse. Yeah, but, okay. but uh, you know, not yeah, nearly. Yeah, this is kind of neat. This is kind of. I, I just thought it was a cool story. You don't think it's a cool story? No, it is. It okay. is. It's funny. Hey, uh, um, what what is this thing you guys put up on Faded and Blurred this week? The Paul. Well, okay, uh, I did this yesterday. This this guy, um, Paul Salopek, uh, is is a a journalist writer for well lots of places he's won a couple pulitzers he's written for nat geo and and the atlantic uh he we were talking about last week going all in on yourself and and what that means and i saw this story and i just kind of went wow that's that's going all in uh in january of this year paul embarked on a twenty-one thousand mile walking trip that will take him seven years to complete, starting in Ethiopia, ending up in Patagonia. Okay. Uh, collecting stories. Now, wait, wait. For people who don't know where Patagonia is? It's, it's the southern tip of South America. Yeah. So he's walking from the middle of Africa across Asia through India, the Southeast Asia, up through China, across the Bering, through Russia, across the Bering Strait, down all the way through the Americas to the bottom of South America through Mexico and stuff. Yes. Where, where, where as he puts it, our forebears ran out of horizon. Yeah. Uh, how long is this going to take to do this? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years of walking. Yeah. And they've created this, this website. The project is called out of the out of Eden walk. Okay. And, and they've created this, this, uh, site that it's a fantastic website. There's an interactive timeline where you can see exactly sort of where he's been. And he posts these milestones, whether they're photographs or videos or audio clips, um, talking to people or just ambient sounds of where he happens to be. Um, and it's, just, I'm just fascinated by this project okay. and uh, amazing to me, the, 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 the commitment to, something that you believe in. And so this got me thinking about this whole thing. And, thinking and about I, what you believe in? Yeah. And, and how willing I am and how deep I'm willing to go. Wasn't that the guy from the Fugees? Will, the f- willing I am? Uh-huh. <laughs> wah, 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 how willing? Uh, yeah, but uh, okay. But the question is, I guess the going all in is, is easy when you know what it is that you want to do. Right. Which brings up a nine-year-old boy. I watched a video of this kid, and maybe I can, I can, I'll get you the, the clip. Okay. This, this nine-year-old boy, they, they're talking to him about life, and, and what, what, they ask him, what, what is, what's the meaning of it? Why are we here? What's our purpose? And he says, this nine-year-old kid says that life is an endless quest without knowing what your quest is, and that the meaning of it is simply what you want your life to be deep and it just yeah it just wait is this oh, like a kid outside i find nine-year-old yes. discusses the meaning of life in the universe yes okay yes. i will and put this in the show notes we are on- it just wrecked my head the okay. insight that this nine-year-old kid had and <laughs> <laughs> so 
So it's, easy for him to say he hasn't had his heart broken yet. Go yeah, ahead. Right. So so it's gotten me thinking about all of this stuff and 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 where I want to go and and where I'm at on my timeline and and is my timeline is is the trajectory of my timeline pointed in the right direction? Is there a right direction? So it's got me thinking about all of these things. And I know we're not going to answer it here. We're not going to, you know, it's a, it's bigger than the time we have hey, allotted. We but, have a half an hour left. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just, it's, it, it gets, it gets me excited. Okay. It gets me scared. It gets me introspective. It gets me uh, all sorts of things. When, when this, this nine-year-old kid casually says, well, this is what it is. Yeah. And, and you know what? He could be right. Yeah. Hey, maybe you, uh, you know, do you watch Homeland? I watched the first season and I got very bored with okay. it. I didn't, uh, I just didn't buy the characters. Very, I like Manny Patinkin. Okay. Minor spoiler alert for last episode on, on Sunday. There's a scene where they, they take the guy who's like, all just like, I don't care about life and all this kind of stuff. And they take him to the middle of a lake in, in the middle of the night and they just dump him in the water. And these guys are just standing there and they're just like, he'll come up. <laughs> you know, like, like the idea is just like, eventually we all want to live, right? Like eventually you will have a panic attack where you're like, oh my God, I'm underwater and I don't really want to die. And like, oh, get me out of this right, water. You know, right. In the, in the, in the story, he, he didn't, and they had to jump in and save him. <laughs> nice. But Oops. yeah, but, um, but it's just, it, it gets you. I just like the idea that they were just like, oh, you don't care about life. Well, you know what? We're going to throw you in the lake. Um, and it didn't work in this instance, but apparently it works almost every other time, you know? Yeah. Uh, what, what is the lake that we could throw you into? Well, this, this, this is, this is, this is, this is, this, 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 I'm stuck. This, this is, I'm working on that. Okay. I know two things. I know two things. I know that, that working with my hands, creating something analog is imperative. Digital, wholly digital doesn't work for me. Okay. Uh, I, I did Photoshop compositing for years and I'm good at it. I like it. I've, you know, I've been using Photoshop since version three, I, whatever, but there's something missing when you take the imperfection of analog out of the mix. Okay. So that, that's one thing. That's one thing. I know that, and, but that's more personal. That's not professional really, unless personal somehow spills over into professional, but it's arguably shouldn't the two be the same. Uh, I maybe, maybe. If you have to do it to make rent, then some part of me thinks that it becomes less meaningful. Mm, okay. Uh, but the other part is is what I am doing, and that is celebrating, sharing photography, film, you know, visual art, visual inspiration that inspires me. Sharing that with other people, right? And having conversations about it, and 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 talking to people about why they create, and finding the commonality in it, and finding are there commonalities? Do we all create for the same reason? What does photography mean to you? What does painting mean to you? What does writing mean to you? What does the act of you know sharing your soul mean to you? And and does it mean the same thing to you that it means to Bill or to Conrad or to right. whomever? Yeah. So, so I think I do have a trajectory. It's, it's now solidifying what that looks like. 
Okay. Yeah, it's it's a little too nebulous at the moment. Yeah, but, but you, you know what it is? You, you, like have, you have a mood board of your of your destiny. I, I do, in fact. It's a whiteboard to my left. I'm looking <laughs> at it even as we speak. Yes. And that's the other thing is destiny. He talks – this is kid. Oh, this kid. He's wrecking me. He talks about destiny and he's like maybe, maybe there is no destiny or maybe destiny is – guiding you based on its best guess of what you what it thinks you want Hmm. okay that that is a very um okay well go ahead no uh, very what uh that's a statement that implies a number of external influences that i don't necessarily agree with but go ahead neither here nor there my point is that he's he he's nine with this kind of presence sure you know, when I was nine, it was, do I want the Kung Fu grip or Big Jim? Because he's got the motorcycle. You, uh, you know what I mean? Big Jim. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He, wait. Because he had the karate chop action, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very uh, – I am exactly where I need to be. Okay. And this, this, is, this solidifies. It helps to you – know, it's one of many things that, that solidifies that I'm exactly where I need to be. Um, and I think – by extension, many of us are exactly where we need to be. We just need to realize that. Maybe I don't know. You know, I I did that this morning. Actually, I, I got we uh, we got back from the gym this morning, and mm-hmm. uh, well, I go to the gym for like twenty five minutes, and and Conrad goes for like an hour. So right. we go to the gym together, and then I leave, and then she comes back like forty minutes later, and she's she got out of the shower and she's putting her clothes on, and I was just like, hey, just stop for a minute and dance with me. And I started doing a goofy dance. I was like, you know what? We're alive. We're healthy. We just got back from Italy. <laughs> you know, like we could sit here and do this dance. Right. Like, come on, dance with me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. you have to remember that you are, most of us are someplace that is wonderful that if you could take yourself out of your thing and just look at yourself, you'd be like, wow. Sure. You know? But then I can spiral down the other side and go, yeah, but it's all dumb luck. I could have been born in, you know, Syria or Darfur sure, or Rwanda. But, but, but you can't change that. No. You know, no. So what are you going to do? Just give up and move to Syria or Darfur because then. No, 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 uh, no. Right. I guess I guess my point is that, you know, we, you know, on this show, you and I, from time to time, we complain. It happens. Well, you more than I. <laughs> I think we should get somebody to count them up. Where's Alan Bellwood? Um, but but we really don't have that much to complain about. Sure, no. things could be better, but you know what? They could be a whole lot worse. Uh, the the fact that we are sitting here weekly discussing the metaphysical concepts behind photography for an hour and a half yeah. says a lot. Yeah, no, I, I agreed, agreed, and 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 noted, uh, and 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 I, I'll go one further and say the degree to which I complain is is <laughs> inversely proportional proportional to the amount of perspective that I apply to my life. Okay, fair, yeah. You know, if, if I were to stand back and and you know take a step back, I I do get to that place of what are you complaining about. Right. You know, or my, my mother used to always say, look, you're, you're, you're trying to swing the pendulum from one side to the other, and it's not a pendulum. It's a kaleidoscope. Just turn Ooh. it. Just turn it a little bit. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. 
It's it's and and she would she I mean she said that a lot. It's not a pendulum. It's a kaleidoscope. And she said, what happens when you look at a kaleidoscope and you, when you turn it one little tick, one little notch, everything changes. You don't wow. have to spin it all the way around. She was she was she was the thing. She yeah, the thing. apparently. Well, where did she get all of this sage knowledge? Uh, uh, it was work. She studied. She 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 learned. She read incessantly. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't family or her family or something. No, not at all. Okay. No, not at all. Not okay. at all. She went deep. I wonder where she, she got that from. That's a good one. She walked the walk, and uh, and I, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I think that we, all of us, are will be interested to see where it goes. I'm wildly interested to see where it goes. Turn that kaleidoscope <laughs> just a bit. I should get uh, I should get a, a, a package of supplies this week. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want to hear about the. Wait, you still haven't gotten the silver? Uh, it should come this week. What took so long? Uh, the the actual transfer leaf that I ordered was out of stock. Ah, okay. Because I don't want to use the loose leaf. The transfer leaf is much easier when you're putting on a paper because you can you can line it up easier before it. It uh, goes down onto the sizing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so very what? excited. I, I, let's, let's talk about a few of these news stories. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you put the, 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 the uh, Taylor Wessing prize, the portrait prize. Yes. So this is a, this is a, uh, a portrait competition at the National Portrait Gallery in London. Right. Uh, which I actually entered three pieces in in 2007. And apparently, really? okay. uh, apparently of 6,000 entries, all three of mine made it into the final 100, out of which they choose 50, and none of them made it to the 50. Mm-hmm. So I had three in the 70, 51 to 100. Oh, I was so close. So close. So close. Uh, yeah. The, the, the winner this year, uh, Spencer Murphy, with a, a really, I think, gorgeous portrait you of- uh, I, I really like his work a lot. And in fact, uh, we will be posting uh, a, a brief Q&A with Spencer uh, on Faded and Blurred in the upcoming days. That is a very, very attractive jockey. Yeah. It, it, like if Johnny Depp were a jockey, a female jockey, this is this is what she would look like. Yeah, she's beautiful, that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the uh, – because if you look for pictures of her – there are pictures of her with mud on her face and whatever. Cause you know, that's what happens when you're riding. Right. Um, but the mud on her face in that picture is very, very particular. I wonder if they, they played with that at all. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but beautiful it, shot. Yeah. Gorgeous work. Um, excited to see, uh, to, to read Spencer's answers. Yep. Um, so we'll get those up, but yeah, I, I, this is the type of portraiture that really speaks to me. Yep. Sad portraiture. I see. I don't find this sad. I, 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 I think she looks pensive, exhausted. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Um, I, I think that's good too. And I also like that things are transitioning more towards this, um, high quality, well-lit, simple portraits versus, say, all this stuff where it's like it's a gray day and there's these dirty people in their backyard looking dirty stuff yeah. that I always drives me nuts. 
Or on the other side, the 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 super saturated, super yeah. stroby forty seven different from, lights. Yeah, yeah, from the eighties. Right. You know. So it's it's nice that we're getting back to this stuff that kind of feels more like paintings. Uh, well, that might be a little self serving in my point because I I like trying to do stuff like that. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but but this is a lovely photo, lovely portrait, uh, and uh, all this stuff generally is pretty good. So I think you can. Um, there's apparently a uh, uh, an app. There's an iPad or an i an iOS app for iPad and i iPhone um, with uh, the, some of the winners of stuff from from this uh, from this competition. Oh, from I think it's through the British Journal of Photography, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yes, is it, it their is. app. Yep. I think it's their app. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what do you do? You have to buy, do you buy, download the app and then have to buy it? Is that how I it think works? you buy each you buy issue. episode issues? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, they just sent me randomly, not not solicited or anything but they just sent me a free six month subscription to the magazine via the app so oh, i'll, I'll let, well. mm-hmm, i know mm. and now i just need to get an ipad right uh yes i think uh, i think that that is a uh yeah ipad i don't want an ipad you really want hey, an iPad? Uh, uh target is giving away hundred dollar gift cards with any ipad uh this weekend so you could buy an ipad and you end up Essentially, getting it for three ninety nine instead of say four ninety nine. Yeah, they're they're four seventy nine for the sixteen gig. I am going to get the thirty two, the thirty two okay. Wi Fi. Yep. So five ninety nine. Yeah. So you know, and I, I go to Target a lot. I love Target. So it'll end up being the same price as a as a sixteen gig. Uh. Okay. Yeah. That that works. Um. I. You know. I like. Um. I feel like I want to buy what I might end up doing is buying uh, an old iPad three just to use as like a digital portfolio. Like I want the high res screen, but I don't really need it for anything other than just showing work to people. So I'm going to see. So if, the, the three was when they introduced the, the high DPI display. The yeah. Display. yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to get that and just use that as a portfolio. And I had one, but it was like a 64 gig and I sold it, you know, so I'm right. going to, I'm going to find one now that the new ones are out two generations ago should start really coming down in price. Um, at least that's my theory. I don't know if it's true. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, hey, do, there's an article in the New York times about Fuji. Yeah. I didn't see this. Until Fuji. You, it's good Fuji. stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's Fuji film and talking about how, yes, they still make all these films and blah, 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 but that, and I never really thought about it. Yes. It's true that, you know, I have this Fuji camera that I just sold. That's takes amazing pictures. And, for some reason, though, I'd never really thought about it as Fujifilm, this Fuji camera being a Fujifilm camera in the same way that Velvia and Provia are. You know what I mean? Like, I saw it as like, oh, Fuji makes this camera in much the same way that all of these Asian companies are these huge conglomerates. What does Samsung phones have to do with Samsung, you know, mm-hmm. whatever else Samsung makes, you know? Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. little. You know, like, there's these huge things. But in in... This article, they kind of talk about how uh, with the declining sales of film, which they still sell and make a point of saying they still sell, they uh, diversified greatly, especially now with these X cameras that are winning all kinds of acclaim right? in a way that Kodak never really did. And yeah, and it's more, should than, it's more than just an aesthetic shift. Yeah. I mean, with, with the, the X-Trans sensor... Well, that's the thing. It's good tech. It's yeah, not just it an also ran thing where, oh, we're going to buy some sensors from Sony too, 
and right. do this. And we're going like, to slap some presets on them in JPEG mode. Right. You're, you guys are doing something different and better. And mm-hmm. that's great. You know, and I just I thought it was an interesting article uh, just based upon that. Although yeah. they do talk about the fact that, you know, these cameras are are generally pointing towards the kind of people who are are nostalgic for older cameras and that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, I actually know quite a few people who use XE1s and now XE2s that are, you know... Young kids? Quote, quote, pros. No, pros. Oh, pros, yeah. 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 I mean, the image quality is on these are, are really fantastic. Yeah, it's great. No, they're great. Uh, the image quality is, is fantastic. I never had a problem with the image quality. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, it's just... It's interesting that... that that Kodak could have done this. In fact, Kodak up until very recently made most, a lot of the sensors that were used in medium format backs, like in the middle of middle of the first decade, you know, like mm-hmm. in 2004 mm-hmm. to 2007, like Kodak made a lot of the big chips that went in the medium format backs. And it's like, was it a failure of management that, that they didn't go this direction or were they too early or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they had all of these advantages that they just squandered. Right. Uh, and that's just really sad to me. I don't know. It upsets me a little bit. Because it's like, you know, you see a Japanese company doing something that the American company could have done and didn't. Right. Um, they're throwing down a lot of numbers, too. Uh company says that it has sold more than 700,000 X-Series X-cam- cameras since the X100 was introduced in 2011. So in two years, they sold how many, did you say? 700,000. That's a lot of cameras. A lot of cameras. People like them. I mm-hmm. saw a guy yesterday uh, when I was – we I did this shoot and my sister and I went and grabbed a bite uh, at the Parker Meridian, which is this hotel in Midtown, uh, which is this swanky, fancy hotel. But in the lobby, if you go around the corner behind the front desk at the end of this like dark hallway is this like little dive burger place that's supposedly one of the best burgers in New York. And, and it's probably $24 for a burger. Uh, for two burgers, two fries, and a drink, and a water was 28 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a, a good burger, whatever it is. The point is that I came back out, and there was a guy standing there, a, a tourist, with an X100 around his neck. And I said, let me ask you something. And I kind of was talking to him about my experiences. And he goes, yeah. He goes, what I do is I always just half press. So there's all, it's ready. So when I want to take the shot, I go. Chuck. And he goes, and when I do, he says, it's actually faster than my D800. He said, mm. which is interesting. Uh, Wait, so he, he's half pressing and then what? Keeping focus on continuous or something? You no, know, I think he's half pressing and just waiting for the moment and focus in manual or oh, using focused. manual focus. Yeah. Okay, or okay. you know whatever. Uh, which is it was just interesting way of doing it, but I guess it just it um, uh, confirmed my way of using it. And he's just like, yeah, I've just worked around it by doing this. And his was not the S; it was the old one. And and but he he was just like, I love this, you know, for traveling. I said I loved mine for traveling. It was perfect. It was light. It took great pictures. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a walk around carry around camera. It's fantastic. Um, do, do you do you now wish that maybe you would have held on to it for a little bit? Nah. No. Okay. Uh, you know what it is? If if it was five six hundred dollars, and for the amount that I use it, because I don't really carry a camera around all that much, mm-hmm. um, I could justify it. But twelve hundred dollars, it's like uh, I've got other stuff I could spend that kind of money on. You know? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, 
it, it, the the problem was not the camera it's just it wasn't the right fit for me you know right um anyway just uh fuji interesting thing i'll put that in the show notes too and uh um what did you what did you okay well let's let's talk about the johnny ive thing because you you the charity auction (laughs) bill this book (laughs) you're too much it was designed to be held bill um (laughs) which is the average of every hand on earth (laughs) it knows when you open it to read it bill um (laughs) Yeah, so so Johnny Ivey and and Mark Newson, who is who is also uh, an amazing designer, uh, furnishings and and objects, uh, had this auction to benefit uh, the the Red Fund. Yeah. Um, is is it still Bono's Red Fund, or is it uh, he's because he started the thing? As right? far as I'm concerned, it'll always be Bono's Red Fund. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, so they had this auction to to raise money for uh the red campaign and i i was just kind of blown away by the 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 discrepancy between what they expected to get for some of these objects versus what they actually got okay okay uh, for example they the, the new mac pro that's coming out the black tower yep uh they they did a, a special red version okay uh which they expected to sell for somewhere between 40 and 60 grand Okay. $977,000. So it got 15 times what it was supposed to get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20 to 25,000 they expected for a pair of gold earbuds sold for $461,000. I guess my only comment on that is A, they have nothing really to base the original price estimates on because no one's ever sold custom Apple designed stuff that's not even out yet kind of stuff right and uh, sure and this is ultimately for this wasn't stuff that people were buying because they thought that these things had this intrinsic value it's rich people blown off steam yeah but i guess my one of my points at least is it's still an extraordinary amount of disposable income oh oh that part of it oh yeah, yeah. i didn't know that's where you're going yeah that's ridiculous it's an extraordinary it's, amount. Of it's income. funny. My friend Neil uh, wrote me a text, and he's just like, "Hey, I see that the the Johnny I've Lyco went for one point nine million. Like, I'm I'm glad you finally got your hands on it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I was just like, Nah, I didn't even bid. I was like, I don't. I thought it was actually really ugly. Am I the only person who thought that that Leica was ugly? I think that the I think a, a, an actual Leica is way better looking than that Johnny I've Leica. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it did not look like a comfortable camera to use for anything. Yeah. It looked like a weird mesh, white mesh box. Ugh. Anyway, I, I was just not interested because I didn't think it was all that good looking. But, you know, for people who, Jeffrey, there's a lot of people around this world who have millions and millions of dollars. And to them, being able to like have people over at a party and then bring them in their office and show them a $2 million Johnny Ive yeah. designed you know like in a box. There are too many people that have millions and millions of dollars. Yes. And they should all give it to us via Kickstarter <laughs> or PayPal either or, way. <laughs> yeah. Square. I take credit cards. Um, no, it, it, it is interesting. Uh, uh, you know, I, it's, do these people get this stuff? Bef- like, are they going to get that Mac pro before the Mac pros come out? Or do they have to wait for the general release of the Mac Pro before they get their red one? 
so so the guy that spent $977,000, that's the review that's going to like, is he going to get it early? <laughs> it was actually the verge buying it. So they could review. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Topolsky's going to talk about it. <laughs> I would go, Josh. I, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, though. There's like yeah. this certain amount of. Hey, uh, one other thing. Did you see this? Uh, somebody sent this in. I think it was uh, Jesus sent it in via Twitter. I think it was, right? Oh, Andre de Jesus. That's what it is. I know that guy. Um, that some So apparently, some guy was uh, took pictures um, during uh, the. Um, uh, he's a freelance photographer, Daniel Morell, mm-hmm. and he put up pictures. Uh, to uh, he was in Haiti during the uh, earthquake. Took pictures. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, and okay, put him up ahead. on Twitter. Right, and uh, 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 agents. The French press agency s- uh, pulled them from his Twitter, posted them, and gave them to Getty, and Getty spread them everywhere. So basically, they ended up everywhere. Right, Washington Post, and everywhere else. Yeah, there was like a dozen of them, a dozen photographs, something like that. Yeah, and. Uh, they use them without paying him. And well, I, apparently well, their argument was that Twitter allows for fair use of photographs. But a judge uh, ultimately ruled that Twitter allows for posting and retweeting, but not commercial use of the photographs posted by its users. Wow. Now, right. Now the, the, and so he won, what, a $1.2 million settlement, which is great. I mean, they were used everywhere. The, you know, I, I'm not saying that that number's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's a big number. Yes. Um, But what I kind of find interesting about this is that let's say it was Instagram instead of Twitter and Instagram decided to sell those pictures to Getty. Mm -hmm. Could they do that? You know what I mean? Because remember all this stuff that came out with a lot of these, they were changing the terms of service to allow them to do anything. They damn well pleased with the pictures. I I don't know what the legal wrangling is about. I, I don't know anything about it. It makes it, you know, I still don't use Instagram. Even if you, even if I shot my regular stuff and just put it on Instagram feed, mm-hmm. which is probably a smart thing to do from a social media point of view. Like I don't really, I'm not interested in taking pictures with my phone, but like when I finish big pictures, like you can put them in an Instagram feed from, you know, your computer or whatever. Uh, uh, okay. I think you can, can't you? I don't know. People do. They take pictures with regular cameras and they put them so on the phones to- and then Instagram them or something. Do you have to import it into your phone and do it? Or do yeah, you I guess keep- you could do that. I don't know. I, I'll have to look into it. Anyway, uh-huh. the, the point is that it's it might be the smart thing to do, but the idea of like signing those terms of service just scare the crap out of me and putting stuff that I really care about. I mean, this guy was shooting. He's down there. He's trying to get it out there to the world almost right. in a press kind of way. That's a different thing. But like if you were making art for your sake – how much rights are you losing by actually putting it out there on something like this to be seen, you know? Right. Scary. Right. Uh, are, uh, yeah. I wonder what the differences are. Cause I, I kind of, th- I mean, it makes sense that if you're going to use these commercially, then yes, you need to pay for them. Right. Doesn't, I mean, doesn't that make sense? Yeah. But what's commercially, you know, what if, what if I am a, well, it commercially isn't commercially money changing okay. hands. What, okay. What if, what if, uh, to do a little throwback. What if Ann Curry, you know, took the picture and retweeted it and say, look at this picture of the devastation down and whatever it is, you know, she works for NBC news. Does that count? Like does, does everything she takes while on assignment employed by NBC news yeah. become the property? What if NBC news only, uh, maybe that's what if NBC terms? news only tweeted, 
you know, on uh, just put it on Twitter and never put it on their website, would that still be okay? Because it never got on their website. And so they're not making money from, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if a commercial organization is using it, but using it on Twitter, what if it wasn't a picture of Haiti and it was a picture of, you know, uh, you know, Heather in a, in a, in a, in a red raincoat and some commercial organization used it on Twitter saying like, Hey, check out anthropology's great new red coat. Mm hmm. Is that commercial use, or are they just retweeting the picture that I put up there? I, that, I, I don't know. I mean, legally, yeah. I don't know. That's not really... That's a much more of a gray area than this is. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's, it's, I don't know, it's tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. Sorry. Is that a thing? What were you just doing now? Uh, I think that that is, uh, um, is that the Run DMC? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um... I don't know. I, I guess we need another lawyer. We need a lawyer. Yeah. Wait, who's our lawyer? P.E. Preston. P.E. Preston. All right. Well, jump maybe, in there. Maybe he'll pop in. So uh, we have one more, one more uh, little, uh, little ad to do. Yeah. I like these guys. Hostgator.com. Yeah. Is that actually their thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> um, but if they use it commercially, I want to be You want, want $1.2 million. <laughs> Or at least a free account. That's right. Uh, HostGator.com is a premier web hosting provider. If you're looking to start a website, HostGator can help you get started with monthly hosting plans, one-click installs, and tons of other features that help make getting your site up and running easy. Yeah, because sometimes you want to do like, you know, uh, a a WordPress install or some forums or, or, you know, and, and, you know, what are you going to do? Sometimes you you want to hack together 24 different pieces of jQuery code to create a website. Ugh. Because because you're a fetishist about the way the yeah, images yeah. recycle, um, you know you you want to do that kind of thing. This is what you want. Look, they've got uh, more advanced user features or business hostgator uh, accounts, so you can do reseller plans, virtual private servers, VPSs, or uh, dedicated servers. Even you want your own box and a rack somewhere for some reason. Um, hostgator guarantees ninety nine point nine percent uptime. I have been using them for ooh how many years now? five years and i think my site's been down twice for a matter of minutes that i know of um let's see uh the 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 199.9 percent uptime uh, no matter what your size or need if you're a wordpress user one click install of wordpress you say i need wordpress installed bleep you don't have to go download it and <laughs> set it all up does it do that bleep bleep <laughs> it does now <laughs> it, uh, they have an optimized hosting platform for for uh, WordPress too, so it's going to work great. And when you host with HostGator, you get unlimited disk space, you get unlimited bandwidth. Uh, they've got free site builder tools that are super easy to use. But if you find yourself needing any help, twenty four hour support to ensure that everything's running smoothly. If you're just like, why is this PHP thing not working? You send them an email, and they will write you and say, you idiot, you're using PHP two, <laughs> and we- because you used a comma instead of a semicolon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They can do that for you. So head over to hostgator.com to learn more. And when you decide to purchase, don't forget to use the coupon code pictures 11 and you get 30% off everything at hostgator.com hostgator.com. Uh, we thank them very much for the support of on taking pictures in five by five. Hey, uh, somebody remember, si- remember what hostgator.com. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we're going to, uh, somebody sent in Martin Scholler the other day, suggested him. 
for uh for photographer of the week yeah um and i don't want to say who it was because it's embarrassing uh but uh somebody wrote us in and, Wait, and it's embarrassing who it was yeah because oh. he doesn't like getting his name mentioned on the show let's just put it that way oh it's one of those. Yeah. So we're not going to mention okay. him right now. Uh, but mostly it's because I put up a link the other day of a really cool picture that uh, Martin Scholler, who is our photographer of the week, took for of the uh, Olympic ski jumping team, the women's okay. ski jumping team uh, for the New York Times. Right. Which uh, did you see this picture? Here's a link. Yep. Yep. Um, which I just thought was a really neat picture that almost looks like it was done on a set but I don't think it was, I think it was just lit really well, uh, up on, up on top of a top of a ski slope and just had him standing there, which I think is a great picture. Uh, that Martin Schuller, he really likes his soft light. Yeah. I, this almost, it, it, it does. It almost looks like, Hey, let's shoot a background plate and then you guys stand here and we'll, we'll fix it in post. Yeah. But I don't think it is. I, I, I would be surprised if it, but, but who knows? Yeah, it, it could have been, but I don't think if, it is. If it is, had, you know, yeah. well done either way. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know. If it is, good for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like his his close-up portraits, uh, especially the one of Judy Dench. Right. That's his, that's his classic thing is the setup where he has the Kina flows, uh, yeah. strips, vertical strips on either side of him on either side of the subject, kind of pointing right. at the subject. So you get this super flat lighting of, of the people's faces. And then he shoots them with like a longer lens, short depth of field. So I, I think he said, there's one of the uh, links I'm going to put in the show notes. He says he shoots with like a, a, a macro lens from a little further away, from five or six feet away. And he only gets like F5.6 from the Kina flows because they, they don't put out that much light. Right. Um, and... Uh, so, so that's probably the equivalent of like uh, 2.8 or so on a, on a, so get a long lens, get like a 100 millimeter macro lens, uh, get some vertical strip lights on either side and, uh, you can try this at home. Uh, now, okay. He, I, also I, I, has, he also has a light up top above the people too, which is interesting. What? I got a question. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, you probably can't answer this, but this, this, this is interesting to me from a subject standpoint when when you're an actor or a celebrity or someone you know in the public eye you're being shot exactly the same way as everyone before you has been shot okay i wonder is is there is the satisfaction of being shot by by him does that come from from now you are added to that canon of work or is is there some like well wait a minute you're going to do my photo but you're going to do it just like you did everybody else uh i think i'm trying to say yeah i think i think it's the former and it also it's interesting because that that style of of picture making Uh is um very much showing flaws right you know he's not retouching those images at all if you know not much if not at all not to hide anything of course yeah yeah yeah, exactly so you know, if you're Judy Dench, yeah, I mean, you have makeup on, I'm sure, and you're whatever it is. But really, we're seeing you at age whatever she is, 70, whatever. Mm-hmm. Isn't um, she amazing, though? Come on. Oh, man. she's great. The dame. Come on, son. Come on, son. Um, <laughs> when is we that coming a, on? When's the musical episode? Yeah, it's It's got to be soon, right? Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> and um, so I think that for those people, it's a matter of, yeah, wanting to be part of something, which is, you know, I've known other photographers who have started things and, and, and by getting one or two big people, it helps you get a lot of other big people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, he also is smart. So if he gets hired to go shoot Brad Pitt or Bono or whoever else, that he'll take that picture of them whenever he's shooting anybody. Right. You know what I mean? In addition to. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, sure. Right. sure so sure, sure. a lot of people do that. Now, the only problem I personally would have with his kind of stuff is that it just seems like a whole lot of, um, it's a whole lot of setup. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like it's a lot of gear. Um, does he do this on location or do, are they coming to his studio? Most of the ones that I've seen are on location. In fact, I, oh, okay. I, I put... Um, well, he basically builds the set wherever he is. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, I, I put a couple of videos in the show notes too. One of which is like a behind the scenes thing where he's shooting sort of these torso shots with a similar lighting setup ah, of okay. bodybuilders. Um, and then a couple of interviews of him talking about how he does what he does. And I put a bunch of stuff in the show notes that is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but I think for, for, for him, it's sort of like, you know, you're creating this thing, which is which is great when, you know, you can go set up for two hours and, you know, you have a team of six people bringing in truckloads of crap, you know. Right. Uh, it's 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 definitely a gear heavy setup, you know, um, but I, I like the look a lot. Uh, I There's part of me that kind of says, you know, he's famous for that. That's what he's famous for. Right. Um, where is the line when it just gets to be like, okay, yeah, that thing you've been doing for 20, 30 years, like mm-hmm. show me something new. Right. Yeah, much, much like, uh, the portraits of Platon. Yes. Or Greenfield Sanders or, sure. you know, Avedon on the white, although Avedon did a lot of other stuff, but yeah, you know, there's, the, it's like, okay, yeah, you get this weird signature look that is the thing that made you famous, but you know, our, even if you get bored of that, are you still going to do it because you're scared of doing something else? Yeah. Or do you really never get bored of it? Does it hurt you? I mean, you get people yeah. and, and, and maybe you get a subject and you go, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. And they go, no, I, I just want to do the, the white. I want, I want to do the, you know. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, interesting. Yeah, but it's, see, that's the thing. It's like it's, it, there's two different things there. There's one which is you're bored of it, but you keep doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the other side is you still love doing it. So right. is it wrong to keep doing something you love, even if it's, no. a, you know, right. So it's, it's an interesting, uh, maybe the satisfaction is, is, is not the process of shooting, but the results of seeing these different faces within that process. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I think those, I think those photographs are beautiful. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of those. He also, I mean, there's, there's one that's a behind the scenes thing. Like I said, where you see him conversing with the subjects. So for people who are sort of, uh, fetishists of that kind of conversational stuff with subjects, uh, it could be an interesting thing to, to take a look at, uh, how he just works with them and deals with them and talks to them. And, and he's shooting with, in this particular shot, he's shooting with an eight by 10, like a big camera. So it is a big camera. He's doing a lot of work. Uh, physical work to take the pictures you know mm-hmm. um it's interesting he's a good guy you you've have you always been a fan of his not always no but i do like his stuff yeah do you think it's a little uh sticky no i think uh look if that supports his his vision of of what he feels his photography is about then i think that's fantastic 
it, it, would I, are they, are they something, are they, are they photos that I gravitate to aesthetically? Not normally. Yeah. Not particularly. You know, I, I like the Spencer Murphy stuff. I like uh, Alex Soth. That's another uh, portrait photographer right. I really like. We already, we um, used him as a photographer of the week once, didn't we? Yeah. 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 I like his work an awful lot. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I, I respect the idea of building a body of work using similar process. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Quite a bit. Um, beautiful stuff. But uh, thank you very much, Alan, for sending that in. You oh, know. see? Oh, d- oh, did I? Oh. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Hey, uh, <laughs> we have anything else before, uh, before we go ahead and, and start cooking turkey? Wait, are you starting today? No, uh, oh, but okay. we, we do brine for 24 hours before we cook. Wow, you're all hardcore. We are hardcore, and you you use the uh, use the bags to cook them in the roasting bags. That's where it's at. Uh, my father used to barbecue it. Some people do that. Some people do the yeah. uh, deep fry too. Now he he would barbecue in his in his Weber. Had it down to a science, like the number of briquettes he would need and when to replace them, what times to replace them, and how much. I mean, he was he was very persnickety about that. Uh, you guys have a, you have a, a grill, don't you? I do. Yeah. Uh, I yeah I um we don't really have that option here. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, it's really cold. Um, yes, and you're gonna get dumped on tomorrow. Looks like huh? uh, a lot of rain. Yeah. Yeah. Like an inch Thursday as well, or just tomorrow? Uh, I guess it's. Uh, I haven't looked today, but uh, from what I heard, it was mostly uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning was supposed to be the worst. Yeah, it's supposed to light rain today. Tomorrow, heavy rain and wind. Chance of rain one hundred percent. No, no escape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> the bridge is out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In uh, the city drenched by yeah. rain and you're ready for this like so <laughs> yesterday it was 26 degrees it was freezing in the daytime in the daytime oh, T- tomorrow 59 yeah. what and then thursday back down to 34 right so the, the, whatever this weather system this warm weather system yeah. coming yeah. through is uh is just gonna pile onto us I, thanks yeah. global warming yeah thanks guys <laughs> yeah here we go one to two inches of rain expected Wow, that's a lot that's of rain. That's a lot of in a, rain. In a 24 hour period? That's, that's a, lot a lot of rain. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, but uh, we will see you all after, uh, after Turkey Day, and we will uh, Thanksgiving here in the United States, and uh, we'll be in December next week. Yes. Uh, so, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Yep. Uh, or you can uh, follow Bill, Bill Wadman. That's where he tweets. I yep. tweet at Jeffrey Sidoris. Uh, you can find Bill's work everywhere, really. But. <laughs> But, you know, magazines, books, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. The under, new Malcolm Gladwell Under book. your pillow. That's right. <laughs> uh, OnTakingPictures.com will get you to his blog, but BillWadman.com get you to his site. Uh, FadedAndBlurred.com gets you all sorts of cool, inspirational stuff. And the phone number? Stuff. Uh, the phone number is uh, 347-687-9411. 347 687 9411. Uh, and go give join, us a call. And go join the Google uh, Google Plus group. Yeah, which what are you up to? Like pictures. 7,000 members? Or 750 or people or something. Right, that was uh, close. And it's a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good community of people, and there's, there's a crit wall and conversations going on and lots of stuff every time I go. So uh, yes. thank everyone for uh, you know, getting involved. 
Yes, and uh, photo books. Let me know what you guys are doing with photo books. I'd Ooh, like to see them. I'm going to submit one. I'm going to submit you one. You should. You should. Yeah. I'll do we'll, have, we'll have our committee take a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> the committee's just you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Jeffrey. You, you go eat turkey, and I'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. This way.